Welcome to the University of Adversity, where the only rules of the class is to hold your head up high and keep moving forward. Because when the going gets tough, the tough get going. And now, here's your host, Lance Ecos. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. If you're new, welcome. If you're a regular listener, welcome back. I appreciate you. My next guest did a pretty cool experiment back in the day, and he got very well known for it. He's been on all kinds of TV shows. He had his own TV show. He wrote a book. It's called Fit to Fat to Fit. If you guys don't know, this is Drew Manning. It's been around for a while, but what he did was really, really awesome is he purposely put on weight because he wanted to understand what it was like for people overweight or going through on a daily basis. Cause we forget, especially if you're in really good shape, it's hard for you to relate sometimes to, um, how people are feeling. And since he is a trainer, he is in the health and wellness space. He wanted to understand it from a psychological point of view as well. So he gained weight and he realized people treated him differently. He realized he, he, he couldn't move as well. He didn't feel as well. And even though, you know, this journey that he did was a few years ago, I still find it fascinating, right? On how he did this and going from being this incredible ripped athlete to gaining weight and then coming back to being ripped again. So in my opinion, seeing that really adds credibility to what he, what he's saying, because he's been there. He's, he, he's gained weight, he's lost it. And I, I, uh, I really wanted to dive in with him. So we had an awesome conversation. He's also wrote another book called Complete Keto, which gives you kind of a roadmap to the keto lifestyle, how to cook, all that kind of stuff, the challenges, and he, and he helps you out with that. But we also got into, you know, his divorce, you know, how that affected him, you know, his entrepreneurial challenges, social media. So we got into a few things and I really enjoyed talking to him. We, we've been trying to connect for a while, both busy schedules. So super grateful. I appreciate you guys. Excited for you for this episode, Drew Manning coming right up. Drew Manning, my man, thanks for joining us today. So glad to have you here, man. Lance, thank you so much for having <laughs> me on, man. <laughs> it's been fun trying to connect, but I'm glad that we finally did. I know some with the busy schedules, it's it's tough to fit things in, and just grateful to be able to hang out with you for a bit and uh, you know get every, introduce you to people that don't know who you are. And obviously for people that do to kind of dive more into your story and kind of unpack. So for all of you, for all the people that don't know you, don't know your fit to fat to fit journey and mm-hmm. haven't been following you on social media, how about giving us a little bit of a backstory about yourself? Yeah. So most people know me as the fit to fat to fit guy. It's so funny. People come up to me and they're like, oh, you're <laughs> fit, right? I'm like, yeah, you can call me Drew though. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't really know my name, but that's fine. But so fit to fat to fit was something I did back in 2011. I had this crazy idea as a personal trainer. I'm like, what if I got fat to better understand my clients? I know it sounds crazy and ridiculous because I felt like I, I, there was a disconnect. I was someone who grew up my entire life in shape. I played sports, I fo- uh, football and wrestling since I was a little kid and I've always been in shape. And so for me, it was easy. And here I was, someone who had never been overweight a day in their life, trying to help people who had been ev- overweight pretty much every day of their life. And yeah. so I felt like this would give me a better understanding. And it absolutely did. It was the most humbling, hardest thing I've ever done in my life where for six months I stopped exercising. 
I ate a standard American diet, put on 75 pounds of pure fat, and, um, and then was fortunate enough to lose it in the next six months. But I learned so many valuable lessons along the way. And that's why I have no regrets doing what I did because, you know, since then it's become a New York Times bestselling book. It got turned into two seasons of a TV show called Fit to Fat to Fit. And then, you know, my brand now is about bringing empathy to the fitness industry because that's mm-hmm. one of the biggest things I took away was empathy for those that struggle with transformation. And this really opened my eyes to just how much of transformation is mental and emotional. So that's kind of me in a nutshell. Yeah. Yeah, I know for sure. And that really, it fascinates me because, you know, when you go into something like that, you probably had a perspective of how people treat you as you are now. And then when you put on that weight, I, I know, for instance, I put on like 25 pounds and I know that's not a lot compared to that, but I know that you could feel how people almost look at you different. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know what it is, man, but like walk us through th- that, that feeling because that must have happened with you. Like, Oh, absolutely. Because here's the thing is my body image became my self-image. So my yeah. identity was my body. My whole life, I, I thought I was my body. So I was the fit guy. I was the one with six-pack abs and muscles, and I liked being that guy for sure. But when I got fat, I freaked out. I'll be totally honest with you. I wanted to go up to strangers and tell them, Hey, I'm not really overweight. This isn't me. Here's my before picture. Go to this website. Like it's just an experiment. I, Cause I was so uncomfortable being overweight and it was really, really humbling for me to go through that. And I think we all can take something away from this. You know, you don't have to do what I did to understand, but you can learn from what I learned and be like, okay, that makes perfect sense. Cause my identity was my body at that point in time. And it was super uncomfortable. And that's where I realized this journey of fit 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 was way more mental and emotional than it was physical. Yes. Physically I gained 75 pounds and put on, you know, uh, you know, ate, ate lots of good food and, 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 yeah. you know, you could totally see the physical changes that were happening but mentally, and emotionally. That's kind of where, what the book goes into and that's where the biggest lessons were learned. Yeah. I, I, I love that because people forget how people feel when they look like that, like when they yeah. gain that, because it's, it's, it's just a loss of control. A lot of people just lose control and they're just like, you know, fuck it. And, yeah. and I mean, that, that kind of journey for yourself in being in the fitness industry, that's got to speak a lot to now when talking to people about creating results, like you've done it, you've walked the walk, Yeah. right? You know, there's a lot of people that, that talk, but they haven't really, they, they haven't really got the results or yeah. kind of like the proof, you know? Yeah, that's a good point. I think at the end of the day, what it did for me is it made me relatable to your average person. Because here's the yeah. thing. When you get most people out there that are overweight will look at trainers like me and, and all the other you know celebrity trainers out there and Instagram models like, oh, yeah, that must be nice to look like that. And it's very unrelatable. You know, Most yeah. people don't even want to look like that. But to listen to someone that's like, hey, this is what you do. You just eat less. You work out. You know, you're no excuses type of mentality. What it did for me is they saw my transformation of going from fit to fat and they saw how humble I was and, and me talking about how wrong I was in my approach. At the end of the day, it made me more relatable to come down to their level and better understand those challenges. Not a complete understanding. I'm not trying to say like, you know, I, yeah. I know exactly, but I have a better understanding. And if I come with empathy first, this is what's going to change the fitness industry in my opinion is no one cares how much you know as a trainer as a coach as an instagram influencer whatever it is until they know how much you care and so that's something that i live by now my brand is all about is no one cares how much you know until they know how much you care and so if i could come with empathy first as a trainer first and foremost and then doing what i did with fit 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 
that's where I think we're really going to make some change instead of like, hey, this is the new diet. This is the new workout. Uh, this is a new supplement to take to look like this. And then all your problems will go away. Um, it's more about empathy first and, and coming down to other people's level and listening to their problems to understand them instead of listening to judge them or listening to respond to their situation of how to fix them. Um, that's kind of my brand now. And that's what doing fit to fit did for me. Yeah, no, it's great. Like what would you say is the biggest reasons people fail when they try to take that plunge? You it's know, is it mindset? Is it belief? I, th I believe it's their perception of health and fitness and right. what this journey of going on a fitness transformation is all about. So they perceive it as, okay, if I reduce my calories, if I work out um, and I stay consistent, then I'll look like this. You right. know, they base it all on the results versus mm. if we base it on the process and focus on the process and the result, let the results take care of themselves. The problem is we get into this comparison game of like, I want to look like that guy. So I'm going to eat what he eats and train like he trains. And after six months of that, you know, you see a little bit of progress, but not the progress you want to see, like, like you see on Instagram. And so you get um, kind of derailed in a sense or unmotivated because you're like, wow, I'm putting all this effort in and I'm still don't look like this guy or look like this girl. And therefore, you know, it's just not worth it to sacrifice. Like I'm starving all the time. Uh, I'm angry. I'm irritable because I want, I just want real food and I want, uh, and I want to look that way, but it's, it's too hard. And so their perception is what needs to change. And if we change, if I can help change a few people's perception of what health and fitness is and, and have them focus on the process and be happy during the process instead of saying, well, you can be happy once you reach this goal. And, and then before you know it, their whole life goes by and they're trying to reach that goal unhappy yeah. because they've never reached it. Does that make sense? Yeah. There are people who are trying to fill a void and you can get the car, you can get the house, you can do all that, but you're still not, that's still not the issue. Yeah, that's not the issue, man. I've heard that so many times. It's like, it's not that thing. It's like, it's so much more internal. Yeah, we're you chasing know. these outside sources of happiness, money, yeah. car, the body, thinking that's going to fix me and that's yeah. going to save me. And then I'll love myself. Yeah. And man, it's just, life's too short. Life's yeah. too short life hating yourself. If you can learn to love yourself now, even if it's not perfect, mm. love yourself now while you continue to work on a better version of yourself. And if you just fall in love with the process, if you can change your perception of the process, instead of hating the process, thinking, oh, I have to do this to look this way. If you can learn to love the process and like the way you feel during the process and then let the results take care of themselves, you'll be happy no matter what the results are. Yeah, you gotta love the journey. And that yeah. goes in everything. Um, okay, so I've talked to a lot of people on here. There's a lot of different diets. You have this 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 game changers crap that's come out like i don't even like it's just there's so much noise out there right i love i love keto it's always been the thing that's like got me the best focus the best results but there's people that talk about failing and why they failed so i know you've probably talked about this a million times but could you explain keto to people in maybe a way that can make sense to people without having to do like the, the unhealthy version versus yeah. good version. <laughs> so, yeah. So keto, that's the thing is I think the, the, the recent, um, you know, uh, hype of keto is this new approach to what keto is thinking. It's this new diet. It's been around since the beginning of time. Yeah. <laughs> it's our body's yeah. natural backup system that from an evolutionary standpoint, standpoint, if we didn't have this, we would die after a day or two of no, carbohydrates right we we don't 
run solely off of glucose. We have ketones as a backup system so that we can survive a long period of time without food. Um, obviously, keto has been around since the 1920s when it was first discovered for epilepsy, right? Mm-hmm. So it wasn't even in the fitness industry or health industry until probably like the past five to 10 years, it became more mainstream. And when any diet becomes mainstream, and we can see this with veganism, yeah. <laughs> there's an unhealthy way to do it because we're, we're a society of convenience. What's the quickest, easiest way to lose the most amount of weight in the shortest amount of time with the least amount of effort? Okay, keto. Well, no carbs. All right. I can still eat my cheese and my bacon and my butter all day long. And, you know, yes, you can lose weight, but just because you're in ketosis, just because you're losing weight doesn't mean you're becoming healthier. Mm. And so what is keto? It's you're switching fuel sources from being a sugar burner to being a fat burner. And to be a fat burner doesn't mean you just eat fat to burn fat. You could starve yourself and fast, and that's a good way to burn fat, but that's not sustainable over the long term. Mm. So eating a ketogenic diet is a hack for that, but how you approach it, is it going to be more of a, a modern world approach of, okay, lazy keto, which is where you're eating processed uh, meats and processed cheeses and keto treats all the time. And you're in ketosis. You could check your ketone levels and you're in ketosis. Um, or are you actually doing it uh, with the healthiest approach, which in my opinion, this is what my book Complete Keto goes into, is a whole foods approach, right? So you're eating real whole foods. We're cutting out dairy. We're cutting out nuts for 30 days. And you're eating real whole foods that are both you know, healthy sources of animal meats, but also healthy sources of plant-based products, a lot of it. And you're getting the best of both worlds. And you're uh, teaching your body how to become an efficient fat burner by doing the ketogenic diet. Right. Yeah. And do you recommend, because a lot of people have big time inflammation too, right? And it takes a while and they don't realize that maybe nuts and cheese are causing that inflammation. So there's, because I've heard, and there's times when I've done it as well, where I, I plateaued. Yeah. Right. And it's fascinating because some people thrive and just like burn, right? And then some people kind of plateau. Yeah. That's the thing is people's perception of a plateau too. What is a plateau? Well, I'm not losing weight. Therefore, (laughs) you know, I'm I'm stuck. But you don't know how – that's the thing is your body's progressing Mm. on the inside, whether you see it on the outside or not, right? Like sometimes we don't know, is my liver becoming healthier? Well, I can't really feel it. I can't really – you know, you can do some some blood tests, but – um, you know, we get so wrapped up in just the, the scale thinking yeah. I hit a plateau. So it's our perception of that. But yes, nuts and cheese are one of those foods, two of those foods that are easily overconsumed, And it's really easy to overeat, right? I could eat a handful of nuts and keep going two handfuls, yeah. three handfuls. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's crazy. Just, that's what I'm saying. It's just because you're in ketosis doesn't necessarily mean that you're becoming healthier. I could drink vegetable oil and diet Coke and be in ketosis all day long. But it, does that mean I'm becoming healthier? Probably not eating those yeah. types of, of foods. Um, so there's a healthy way to do every diet. So unfortunately, you know, keto, just like any other diet, will get a bad rap because of people that do it wrong end up, you know, doubling their, their LDL and, their, and, you know, and they freak out over the cholesterol thing. But, um, you know, they're just not becoming healthier. The inflammation's up, even though they're in ketosis. So they're thinking, what's wrong? And here's the, the biggest thing. And because you mentioned game changers, which I recently just saw. <laughs> there's a lot of bioindividuality out there. So yeah. just because some people thrive on plant-based diets and they do really well, that we have to also show people thrive on an animal-based diet too. There's yeah. not just me or you, but there's civilizations that thrive on animal products. What's the common denominator? They're not eating this processed crap that we've created here in America, these frankenfoods. That's the common denominator for most people. Now, um, you know, I, I'm not saying like a plant-based diet you should stay away from or anything like that, but 
you can do veganism in a very unhealthy way and still be a vegan. Yeah. Well, and they uh, conveniently never said vegan. It was plant-based. So they, it allowed them to sort of go yeah. in all areas. And it, it, it was upsetting. There's a lot of lies in that documentary. And what gets me is just like, I, I don't like to preach to anybody how to eat. What, that's yeah. your business. Try it all. We live in a world of abundance. Try everything. If it yeah. makes you feel like shit, don't eat it. Yeah. Right? But when, when people try and lie through Netflix and, and, and through that and try and get people... There's a lot of people that I talk to. Oh, I've gone vegetarian, vegan now. And I'm like, really? For what reason? And, and that's dangerous, right? Yeah. And, and I mean, I can't, you know, having these conversations about this is important because people just need to do their due diligence and look at both sides. Yeah. Like you got to look at both sides of the coin. <laughs> yeah. It's like, very smart marketing for sure. Yeah. And documentaries are very influential, right? You get yeah. a good production, you put in the right music at the right time, you got the right experts saying the right things, you got yeah. some credibility with professional athletes, and you're like, oh, well, yeah, that sounds smart. I should probably do that now. Everyone yeah. else is doing it. So that's the power of our of of you know the the world we live in is social media, documentaries, the power of these 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 massive productions with lots of money behind it are very influential and it could be used for good or bad, right? Yeah. So Anyways, I, I like what you said, you know, do your due diligence and experiment with your body, like find what works best for you. You know, maybe it is a plant-based approach or a vegan approach or a vegetarian approach, but maybe for a period of time it's, it's keto and maybe you cycle in and out of keto and you use a plant-based approach too. And because what works for you today might not work for you six months from now or a year from now, and you have to be prepared to change it up. Yeah, I, I, variety's fun too. Like, you know, to even go carnivore. We had Dr. Paul Saladino on here a few months ago and blew, yeah. blew my mind. Like, <laughs> just like unbelievable. And, and even that, it's like, I, I enjoy some days just going carnivore, some days eating more veggies. I mean, your body loves that anyways. Yeah. Like, yep. it the loves goal. a variety. Yeah, metabolic flexibility for me is the end goal for health. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm obviously a big fan of the keto diet like you are, but it's not my religion. Yeah. I'm not dogmatic about it. Like, hey, this is the best way for all humans. I'm just saying, hey, this works for me. Here's a plan if you want to try it out and experiment yeah. and find yeah. out if it's right for you. For sure. I, I, keto for me is like when I need to focus and really be in the zone. There's no doubt yeah. that it, it's like, but man, so let's, let's, I want to talk about something. So you're obviously you know, successful entrepreneur, big presence online, doing good stuff. But sometimes in the back, you know, in our relationships, that becomes challenging and people don't always see that side. So I know you got, you, you got two amazing girls and you, were, you just went through a divorce recently. I'm not sure how long ago, but how, how did that impact you That's on your question. journey so far? And thank you for asking that because a lot of the times on social media, you see the best version of, of, of these people, right? Yeah. And me, me included. And, you know, I was married for 10 years and, um, you know, we were going through fit, fit, fit when we were going through our, our, our hard times. So we had to put on a, a mask to go on these TV shows like Jay Leno or Dr. Oz, but then come home and you're dealing with some personal stuff that's really, really hard. And um, that was one of the hardest things I've, I've gone through emotionally, spiritually, because my perception of divorce was, you know, cause I grew up in a very strict religion and, and my perception of the religion was, Hey, don't get divorced. That's, that's, you know, it's like a failure. Um, and so for me, it was really, really hard to let go of that and eventually get a divorce from my ex-wife. But just to make a long story short, we're good friends. Now we get along really well. We co-parent really well. So it all ended well, but we had to go through some hell for sure because 
here's the thing. And I've talked a lot about perception. Perception is everything. Your perception of your world shapes your reality, yeah. right? Not the world necessarily, but your perception of the world shapes your reality. Yeah. And so for me, my perception of myself, my perception of my situation um, of going through a divorce was, you know, one of the, one of the hardest things I've ever been through because it's hard to go on camera on stage, but then go home and cry yourself to sleep. Right. And no one knows, you know, and this is the battle that almost every single person faces that we don't see. And so we treat people unkindly because we're, we're like, Oh, why are you complaining? Why are you so sad? Why do you have, you have nothing to complain about You're you have money, you're rich. You, you shouldn't, you have no right to complain, but every single human goes through yeah. something. Right. And so for me, going through a divorce was one of the most defining moments of my life, but I look back at it now as a huge blessing, a huge blessing, even though I went through hell, um, I've learned so much from it, from it and grown so much from it. I'm a better dad. I'm a better man. I'm a better human because of going, because I went through that experience. I would have been living this inauthentic life for years and years and years and would have been very soul draining, to be honest with you. Yeah, man. It's, um, it's a tough game when you're, especially now too, like when you're on social media and you've got to show up and for you going to TV interviews and you got to always be on and you're like, <laughs> And then you got people that, that forget that you're a human being, Yeah, you know, they forget and they do this with pro athletes. They do this with just because somebody's got to this point and they're doing, they appear successful and with money or whatever, doesn't mean they're not a human. Yeah. Like we all, we all cry. We all get upset. And you know, I like that about you because you have shared that and that vulnerability is what people crave too. You know, people want to know the human behind the brand, right? Yeah. And, and that's what I love about social media too, is that it is an effective tool at, yeah, of course, marketing, but you can really tap in and same with podcasts to people and get to, they can really get to know you and you can build that trust, right? Yeah. That's what I love about social media as well. It can be used for good or bad. And yeah. that's the thing is we have the power to get our message across to the world. And here's the thing. You could either share your message and whatever that is, if you look at your mess that you've been through, your, the divorce or uh, the trials, um, all the things that you probably don't feel comfortable sharing, and you turn that into your message, your message becomes so much more powerful. Your mess is your, it becomes your message. Yeah. And if you can learn how to do that, I'm not just saying you just one day start, you know, spewing all this stuff out there, vomiting all your, your issues <laughs> that you've been through, put in the work, right? Put in the yeah. work to heal yourself, to get to a place where you're, okay sharing it and knowing your why what's your intention behind sharing it why do you want to share this with everyone just to get attention or do you have something to say do you have something mm. to, to teach others that can help people through a similar situation and that's why for me i didn't come out uh, and talk about my divorce um until i was in a good place where both me and my ex were healed and you know we had a good relationship with our daughters but it took me years to get there right yeah. to get to that place where i'm like all right and that's why I got this tattoo on my forearm. It says vulnerability is strength. I nice, man. To remind me that it is a strength instead of my perception my whole life was vulnerability is a weakness. And that's yeah. what led to so many issues, you know, with my divorce and, and hitting rock bottom was because I didn't embrace vulnerability as a strength. And I had to learn the hard way, but eventually did. And I'm grateful for it. See, because in sports, right, I grew up playing hockey, grew up football. It's like yeah. you're tough if you hold everything in, you <laughs> yeah. know, like – you're weak if you tell anybody anything. Like, stay yeah. out there. It doesn't matter if you got a concussion. Like, don't <laughs> tell anybody. You know, and that, that was always like a weakness. And now that's yeah. shifting. And I love that there's that shift 
in perspective in that yeah. it's actually, it, it takes a lot of guts to share your, your story. You know, Thank you. it takes a lot. And I, um, I, I, I do it as well, as well as like, because even though it hurts what I went through in my past, every time you, I tell it, it helps me heal a little bit more. Yep. And, and it's almost like a selfish way to heal, you know? <laughs> no, it's great. And yeah. then Bre Brene Brown, who she helped me through this probably more, not more than anyone, but a lot. She helped her yeah. books really, really helped me. And one of the things she talks about shame is shame loses its power over you. The more you talk about it. Mm -hmm. So if, you know, we all have things we feel ashamed about, we've all made mistakes. We all have weaknesses. And when you suppress it and keep it in, shame has so much more power over you because you're so afraid for, of other people finding out about those things that bring you shame because you know what they're going to think of you. So you just hide it and lie about it and suppress it even more. And then, then it consumes you because you, then you end up hating yourself. And then you go through life hating yourself. You can't have these successful relationships if you think you're, uh, of yourself as a failure. And so the more you talk about it, once you're brave enough to share about those things that bring you shame, the less and less power shame has over you. So like you said, mm -hmm. it's a it's a self-healing process the more you talk about it. Yeah, man, for sure. What are some things, so, you know, for the entrepreneurs out there, people who want to get out there and whether they're in the fitness industry or not, you know, what are some things that have been challenges for you as you grow? Yeah. You know, is it unplugging? Is it showing up? Like, how, what, what are some things that show up for you on, on, a, on you know, on a ba daily basis that could be challenging? Man, uh, there's so many challenges. <laughs> Balancing yeah. everything is, is one of the hardest things to do with multiple businesses, relationships, you know, personal relationship, making time for yourself, making time for others that you love, being a dad. Um, there's all these things that you have to give and give and give to. And I've just realized that if you're continually pouring from an empty cup, so if you're sleep deprived, you're not taking care of your health, you don't make time for exercise, um, you, you know, you're not, you, you know, you're not, you're not meditating or taking time to reflect on how you can be a better, you know, employee or spouse or boyfriend or girlfriend or mom or dad. Um, if you don't want to take that time to just sit back and, and reflect on life, you don't show up as the best version of yourself. And so that's one of the hardest things for me is like, okay, I, I do love myself. I want to take care of myself, but I also want to see these businesses grow because I see the impact it's making. So unfortunately, I got to give a lot to that. And then also give to these other relationships in my life, whether you're married or whether you, you know, you're, you're with a significant other and you have kids, like you want to give to them as well. So the biggest challenge I think as an entrepreneur is we want freedom as an entrepreneur, you signed up to, to, to create something you believe in to ultimately be free because you don't want to work for someone that's your boss and, and build someone else's company. You're trying to build your own dreams, mm -hmm. but we're stuck in this trap of not really being free. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like we're stuck, you know, yeah. we're like, yeah, there's always work to get done. I'm never free to do anything. And if I do, I feel guilty because I should be giving more to my business. Um, and so for me, it's just learning how to be okay with things not being okay. Um, you know, and that's really, really hard to do as an entrepreneur, letting go of, of, of the things you can't control mm. and not letting that wear you down, focus on the things you can control. Right. And yeah. you'll be so much happier, but we are trying to control all these things that aren't controllable, whether by the, uh, an act of God or whether it's how other people treat us or how other people are acting. We can't control that, right? We can try and influence that, but we can't control it. Yeah. It's so those gotta, are some things I struggle yeah. with, you know? Yeah. You gotta, you know, you have your goal in mind, but you got to trust the journey too, right? You know, you're yeah. going to zig. Sometimes you'll zag, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, 
and that's the beautiful thing. It's like you got to embrace the ups as much as the downs, right? Yeah. What, what's, your, uh, what's your guilty pleasure, man? Like, what's your, like, that's it, I'm unwinding, whether that be food or an activity? What, what's, your, what's your thing? Uh, right now, it's, it's, it's football, American football. Yeah. Um, just, just having it on. I don't really, I rarely sit down and watch it or a movie. I'm a big fan of movies. I love movies. And yeah. to sit down for two hours and not do anything and not check my phone is really, really hard, but I, sometimes I need that. Like, all right. I, and I don't watch TV shows. I, there's so many amazing shows out there, I'm sure. I just don't have the time to follow, like, a whole season and series. Yeah. The only one I did watch was Game of Thrones, which was awesome. Of course, <laughs> yeah. everyone watches that. Um, but I really watch TV shows, like, to get sucked into it. I just don't have time. I don't have time to, like, you know, a Netflix series. But every once in a while, you know, a movie or – I'll have football on while I'll multitask. I'll be doing dishes or laundry or cleaning while I got the football game on. It's crazy when you have that one show or movie though, you'll, you'll find time, you know, yeah, exactly. it's like, <laughs> it's like everything else can just hold on for a second. You know, it's like that. If, if like Goodfellas comes on TV or something, I'm like, Oh, I don't care what's on. I just got to <laughs> put it on. Even though I've seen it a million times or Seinfeld, you know, it's like, it's uh, it's funny, man. Um, yeah. What about your, uh, your podcast, man? What about that? How's that been um, going? So I have two podcasts. Yeah. One is Fit Fat Fit Experience. The podcast yeah. is something I'm passionate about. It doesn't, I don't monetize it. It doesn't really make any money, but it's something I love to do because it's a platform that is really powerful to get my message across that a lot of people are consuming nowadays. Yeah. I, so my Fit to Fit Fit one is, is something I love. And then I, a new passion project that I've recently launched is called Single Daddy Daily. And this yeah. is for all, mostly single parents out there, moms and dads. Me and my business partner, Evan DeMarco, we created the Single Daddy Daily podcast to help single parents navigate those difficult waters. Cause we, if anyone knows a single parent out there, you know, just how hard it is to, you know, um, juggle all these things, whether you're a business owner, entrepreneur, you have a normal nine to five job and you, you know, you have kids to juggle too. plus like your spouse, plus your spouse's significant other, if they get married again, you know, how to deal with that. Um, every topic you could think of, we cover all of that in Single Daddy Daily in a very humorous approach and real life world experiences. And we bring on experts as well. It's, it's a great platform. That's something that I'm super passionate about. So we have a blog and a podcast right now. And I love it. I love making an impact in this world outside yeah. of health and fitness, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. Well, we'll have all that in the show notes, man. Where can everybody find you and, and find your book, Complete Keto? Yeah, so Complete Keto is my new book. Um, yep. You can get that on Amazon or Barnes and Noble. Barnes and Noble, Fit Fat Fit is still available. It's out there on Amazon. Yeah. Um, it's a, like that one's a New York Times bestseller. That goes into my Fit Fat Fit journey. Um, but yeah, you can find me at Fit Fat to Fit, which is the number two in between Fit number two, Fat number two, Fit. All my social media handles. That's my website. That's my uh, podcast as well. I try and keep it simple for you guys. And I try and keep you guys entertained as much as possible. <laughs> awesome. I encourage you guys to check Drew out. He's got awesome stuff, really uh, relatable content. And let's be honest, man, you're in good shape. People want to, people want to get, people want to look like that, right? It's awesome, man. You're doing, you're doing great. And I, I really appreciate you coming and hanging out with us today. Well, thanks Lance. Uh, just last words. I just want to say thank you for having me on. And also you mentioned, you know, the, you know, the great, uh, the physical aspect of transformation. If this is one piece of advice I could leave for everyone as an entrepreneur, someone that wants better health, look at your journey as not just a physical journey or financial journey as an entrepreneur, but physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, financially, all of that is intertwined. 
And if you try and separate those and say, okay, I'm just going to focus on physical transformation and then I'll get this body, but then your finances suffer or your spiritual health suffers or your emotional health suffers, then at the end of the day, you'll, you'll see that even if you got 5% body fat, you look amazing, that fulfillment isn't quite there yet until yeah. you match up all these pillars and see the parallel between them and realize, okay, this is a complete transformation, not just a physical transformation. I have to focus on all these pillars to, to really be fulfilled. And you mm -hmm. see this all the time with, you know, celebrities or athletes who have all this money or, or are super blessed, but they're really depressed still. And so focusing on the complete transformation instead of just one as one of those pillars will help you become more fulfilled in this life. In my opinion. Amazing, man. Awesome. Well, thanks, thanks so much, brother. Appreciate you, man. Drew Manning, everybody. Thanks everybody. Make sure to go follow Drew. If you don't already go check him out. He knows, he knows his shit when it comes to, um, health and wellness. He's, he's got a great approach. Follow him on social media. He's got great stories and yeah, guys, I appreciate you. Obviously leave us a review. If you can share this with a friend, it's super important. We, I, I want to make this grow. And every time you share it, or you leave a rating, it just boosts up that value. So Love you guys. Appreciate you. Have an amazing day.